0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest.
1: Good afternoon, New York, and welcome. This is the left versus the right. Coming to you live from the greatest city on earth, New York, New York. Curtis Lewa and Chris Hahn with you till 5 o'clock and taking your calls at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Good
2: afternoon, Curtis. Gee whiz, let me give you some liquid Prozac. (laughs) My God, you're wound up. I got to wake people up, man. I mean, I don't know if you were listening, but I just wanted to wake everybody up. And by the way, (laughs) you, you tag it off, you hashtag it, the greatest city in the world. Yes. I don't know if you listen to WABC as much as I do. Uh, how could I? You're Nin- here. You're on every minute. So. Right, 90% of the people calling in are saying how bad this city they is. They don't even live in the, the city. <laughs> they're calling from White Plains. They haven't been to New York City in 20
1: years. It oh, it's horrible because I watch Fox News and I listen to Greg Kelly he's telling everybody uh, how bad it is. I, I couldn't find a you. parking spot today. Oh. I had to put my car
2: oh. in a garage. Excuse me. So that is your definition of when the city is sort of um, look, hitting its beat. You yeah. can't find parking in the streets. So this means we've been revived. We've been yeah, resurrected. Look outside the window, man. The cars are backed up going across town right outside
1: <laughs> our window. We can see them. The city, look, do I think we're back to where we were pre-pandemic? No, of course not. But do I think we're getting there? Absolutely I I think that the reports of the demise of the great city of New York have been greatly exaggerated, particularly by people in right-wing media that want to hold up this city as a Uh, bastion
2: of liberalism. No, it's common sense. You look at LA, you look at Chicago, you look at New York, they're all slipping into the abyss. But I'll give you one thing that happened. It so defines for me. But
1: you're not moving because you can't get good Greek outside of a certain area. No. Can't get good Greek food. Nobody
2: will let me put my 17
1: rescue cats (laughs) in an apartment now that they know. Right, Right. Well, you also would have to live out Outside of an apartment, (laughs) you have to mow a lawn or something. You don't want to do that.
2: Exactly. (laughs) But anyway, there was one news story uh, over the weekend that defined for me how bad things are in New York. And the video is out there so people can watch it. It's the Dwayne Reed in which all the dope fiends, the homeless, the emotionally disturbed hang outside of on 34th and 8th. One of the reasons we moved our studios from Penn Station there because it's it's just like Dawn of the Dead, constant crime. A guy goes in and shoplifts it. Not at all unusual, right? Right. If you've ever shopped at the Dwayne Reed, there half the items are there because they've been shoplifted. I could never find the
1: gum I wanted. I think people were pocketing it and walking <laughs> out. I, I like that, you know, so bubble gum.
2: This big guy is shoplifting. Goes out with a bag and a New York City police officer who's working a second job there in uniform, big woman gets in front of him said no, 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 you gotta leave the bag here she wasn't even gonna arrest him because it's a waste of time, the guy clocks her down Mm. she goes he's on the lamp, now you know years ago that were all, every cop would be like out to get him (laughs) exactly, it's like uh, another day another cop gets cold cocked (laughs) in the streets of New York, no biggie, and that sort of defines for me how out of control our situation is so crime in new york
1: city while i know violent crime is up over the last couple of years compared to where it was maybe five years ago it's still down dramatically from where it was in the 90s so let's be real here i mean I, i get it there are some parts of the city that especially during the pandemic that got worse and there were some statistics that were worse crime is worse in certain areas but it's still better than it was
2: quality of life you see um I just don't want to uh, blame people in the inner city or people who are down. uh, No, of course not. I want to blame people like you, Chris Hahn. (laughs) Why? I don't even live in the city. Because yesterday, yesterday, I was blitzed by a sea of red. Now, normally, I'm happy with red. It's the colors of the guardian angels, right? (laughs) They
1: weren't guardian angels. It wasn't guardian. It wasn't a guardian and angels. You know, tribute band or something. No, No, nothing like that. All
2: I did is I was walking around, minding my own business. I might add is picking up white people like you dressed as (laughs) Santa Claus or Mrs. Santa Claus who are like half in the bag, drunk, projectile vomiting, urinating out in the street. Cops weren't doing anything because anything goes. And actually, they had what I'll call white suburban immunity. (laughs) White suburb, that's nobody a new, getting, a, a nobody place. getting,
1: nobody getting
2: arrested. So basically, nobody. they were treated the
1: same as that guy who shoplifted. They basically yeah, can do whatever yeah, they exactly. want. So everybody has immunity. But I'm telling saying.
2: you, Chris, they came out and force. you know, last year was right. canceled because of the lockdown pandemic yeah. and COVID-19. This year was permitted to go on because, well, the restaurants and the, uh, bar owners, they needed, yeah, they needed a little money. Boost. Yeah, I don't know what the boost is. But I'm telling you, what is it about you white suburban people? You have to come into our city. You have to troll around. Wow. And you got to, first of all, drink till you can't even stand up. S- wear these stupid Santa Claus outfits. Barf- the kids are looking at Santa Claus. These little kids, you know. <laughs> oh, it's Santa Claus, right. mommy. And it's the- Santa Claus. Oh, why? Why is he throwing up all over me? Ah! Not only that. They end up fighting with one another. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's sort of like, wait a second. Santa, mommy, mommy, look, the Santa Clauses are fighting one another. What do we do? What do we do? Don't look at that. Don't look at that little Johnny and Sally. Don't let it sully the reputation of Santa Claus and Mama Santa Claus. And it's all because of you white, privileged Folks coming into our city, desecrating our city wait, wait, by wait, projectile bombs. Excuse me,
1: isn't your wife from Bohemia? Yes, yes, way out is. on Long Island. Oh, she which loves, is a, which actually is a part of Central Long Island by where the they way, actually have horses.
2: By the way, she <laughs> she was out there with the Shanty Con. Uh, she was Conor. out
1: there doing Shanty Yes, she yeah, was. of course she's young
2: enough to she be was part out of that. There. By the way, do we still yet know how old Nancy is? I'm guessing
1: she's around 23 years old. That's my guess right now. I could be wrong. She you think be. I'm
2: snatching from the? Cradle? I think
1: you're robbed in the cradle just a little bit I, I think you're right on the borderline of uh of being in trouble jeffrey epstein territory if you will so uh, she, but she's okay you married her. you made an honest woman out of her she's
2: out there with all the santa con <laughs> crazies and then did she, she dress up as mrs claus
1: or did she go with the you know pansexual no, she just, she just santa claus outfit
2: she just took pictures oh, she just took pictures but i know she was out there with the mob <laughs> going from gin mill to gin mill trawling around what were you doing out there I was, I was just doing stuff that
1: I had to get done. What do you have to do when you're not here?
2: Uh, like, I got three sons, all of whom are put the arm on me about Christmas yeah, presents. Yeah, you yeah. know, Tell they me about all it. have specifications. I just went bankrupt after my two youngest sons, Carter and Hunter, who I right. brought up Jewish, ripped me off every night of Hanukkah. Have to have a separate gift for each one, and then in addition, oh, but Daddy, don't forget Christmas, Daddy. What am my daddy warbucks. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I I can't get my daughters to tell me what they want for Christmas this year. They're actually at the mall right now shopping for themselves. Well,
2: That's you know where I, mean. I, <laughs> I ended up shopping? The dollar store. You know oh, the dollar twenty five store now. It's right off Herald <laughs> Square there. Exactly, the dollar yeah. twenty five store, looking for buys. I'm, I'm telling you. I told all of my kids, go get a paper route. You know, deliver the pennies. All the
1: hours you've been working here lately. You don't have some extra scratch this year? No, I, mean, no I mean, you've done scratch. like 90 hours a week here. <laughs> filling in for Frank Morano, who I believe is back
2: tonight. But, uh, yes, Frank Morano is back after he milked the paternity Two train. Two weeks is milking paternity? Come no, he on. was like Buttigieg, 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 <laughs> Buttigieg, milking the paternity train and then complaining about the fact that he was growing barnacles on his backside and he had 16-pound carmine. <laughs> (laughs) This kid was born at 13 pounds. He's about
1: seven pounds now, by the way, just for the record.
2: And by the way, he's listening to talk radio, which is the worst thing. Well, you've got to teach him
1: Staten Islandese because Frank speaks a little bit more proper than you. He wants to be able to understand what people speak like in, in Staten Island. He wants to be able to translate both what his dad does and what Staten Island does. And that's kind of you.
2: Well, he'll be back tonight starting at one in the morning, the other side at midnight. So I'll be passing off... Uh, the 50,000 powerful watts of sound, too. Yes. Weeks since I'm on from nine to one. But I got beef. Go ahead. With one of our fellow hosts here. Ah. Joe Piscopo. Joey! Uh, who was over in Hoboken with John and Margot Katsimatidis yeah, and the yeah. whole crew here at WABC. They were christening a statue in honor of Frank Sinatra. Right. In the city that birthed him, the one square mile city known as Hoboken.
1: Hoboken, Hoboken.
2: I was banned from Hoboken. Now, were you banned
1: as Curtis Slewa or with the beret or without the beret? No, no, no. You if, see, you, if you take the beret off, are you allowed to go to Hoboken?
2: No, no. This is the roots. This okay. is the um, strategy that Joe Piscopo used to keep me from being in Hoboken today. And by the way, you can actually see the ceremony on WABCradio.tv. Mm. Okay. It was filmed live, and obviously it's there available for you at WABCradio.tv. I was forced to have to watch it. You couldn't go? No, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because they banned SantaCon in Hoboken because it's one square mile along Washington Ave, and that's all it is, gin mills, uh, young people getting drunk. But they couldn't do it this year, even though the city banned SantaCon. So their SantaCon is next Saturday, the 18th. And so what Joe Piscopo said is, hey, I don't want Sliwa here because, you know, he hates Sinatra. He keeps talking about the Westchester (laughs) Premier Theater with Carlo Carlo Gambino and all the Gambinos. I don't want him disparaging Sinatra on this Frank Sinatra day. So I was banned. Godfather, if I could only get this part. If I could only get this part. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was banned from Hoboken. (laughs) Because instead, oh, he is an emissary of SantaCon. He's coming in with his red and he's actually doing recon in events. It's only one square mile. By the city. way, you're
1: not wearing your traditional red sateen or red, uh, what is that, a uh, fleece that you normally wear here. You're actually dressed up today for you.
2: I would say yes. Yeah. Well, I'm dressed up like a mobster, if you notice, yes, right? know. Yes, on a black shirt. You, you look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I am going to one of the many Frank Sinatra events tonight. Oh wow! Whether Joe Piscopo likes you. By the way, not- I-, I wasn't
1: even invited to any of these events. I'm one of the bigger stars here on this station. I mean, let's face it: more people know me than most people that are what on here. And are- I'm not even invited to the damn Frank Sinatra
2: but, thing. Nobody, nobody calls me for the slice of you. Villanese, you know, the favorite, of Mr. Sinatra. Still like, I like a horse. good Villanese. I'm, I'm, I'm Italian. Well, I call it Villanese, you see. There's, there's a, a the reason that I called it. Why it. you called it
1: that? Because it's like Velveeta. It's so thin. It's <laughs> sliced like Velveeta. You figured it Is out. Is that why you did it? You figured it out. <laughs> I'm learning courtesies. <laughs> I mean, we've it's been together criticism. long enough. It's, it's a cur- it's it- a no, it's courtesies. I'm uh, courtesism is something particular. This was not
2: necessarily particular. I need to give you the definitions uh, that are in Sleewonics, Sliwanics. It yes. is the dictionary I have created in <laughs> opposition to ye, ye, Eubonics, Ebonics, or whatever they call that fake, phony, fraudulent language they tried to sell to boards of education across America. If you want to listen to Curtis Lee, you must have your dictionary, your thesaurus of Sliwanek's terminology yes. in front of you. The malapromps, the spoonerisms, the fractured phrases. And then you can hang with me, Chris. <laughs> I'm hanging, man. I think I can hang in here. Let's get some calls. in. What do you think? 1-800-848-9222, one
1: 848 wabc Let me go to Pete in
3: Staten Island. Pete. Hey, guys. Hey, Curtis and Christopher. Yeah, Staten Islandese. I'm a master of, like Curtis is a master of. Uh, Carter Rasmus, whatever we could call it, which I love. <laughs> I am watching the Jets right now, oh. and I
1: am bored to hell. Uh, oh, oh, you God. poor guy! What man. a masochist! I mean, it's like when you know when when they asked me to do this afternoon on Sunday, and I am a I am a big football fan. I love to watch football. I watch all games, but the Giants and the Jets stink so badly. And I was like, you know what? This would be a good seat, good year for me to start doing a Sunday afternoon radio show. You know, <laughs> it's like, go ahead, Pete. What else is on your mind?
3: change the channel right now. I don't have the control, and I'm too lazy to get up and change the channel. I'm going to leave it on, and I'm listening to you guys, and I'm enjoying every minute of your
2: show. So what is that, Pete? This is interesting. You have on the Jets game. You can't get out of your uh, Castro convertible there. (laughs) (laughs) You can't find the channel. And so you have us as background to the Jets game because, obviously, the Jets game is a mood depressor. Yes, and uh, Chris Bahan and Curtis Lee were, are a mood elevator, right?
3: That's right. I got a Sealy Postepedic, and the thing cost me about uh, twelve hundred bucks, and it is comfortable. Nice, as
1: well. nice.
2: Well, hey Pete, you enjoy the rest of the game. <laughs> so he won't get out. <laughs> he won't get out of the, the chair. couch. In order to change the channel, because he lost the channel change. Well, it's good for us because yes, we get an extra. I guess he used Alexa to to turn us on. I
1: don't know how he got us on the radio if he can't change the channel. He's like Alexa, turn on Curtis and Chris. But you know, what is
2: brilliant about this is, whereas normally TV would benefit you know, right. from their ratings, right? We get the boost because We're he's both. listening to WABC also. We're getting both
1: that and this at the same time. It's fantastic. All right, one 1-800-848-WABC.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. On New York's News and Talk Station, 77 WABC.
1: All right, Curtis and Chris back with you live till 5 o'clock. Taking your calls at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Curtis will be back again at 9 going till 1.
2: Now, you realize one of the other reasons I'm wearing all black today is I am sitting shiva. For the passing of the third monkey, only yes. one left, mm. Michael Nesmith, who was uh, the guy who wore the green wool cap, yep. the guitarist, you know, from Texas. Yep. Uh, I don't think people realize in 1967, the Monkees sold more albums than the Beatles and the Rolling Stones collectively. Well, that's because they didn't put out too many albums in 67. Sixty eight
1: was the big year for the Beatles in sixty nine. But I will I will tell you that this is what concerns me about you. You love the monkeys, but you despise the Beatles. And I've been telling you, watch that documentary on Disney Plus. It is mind blowing to me. And then go watch the Alan Morissette thing.
2: It's good. Uh the monkeys were put together. Uh there was an ad in Variety in like sixty six. They were asking for people who had any musical skills to come together. It was a put together band for TV that ended up selling more albums than the Rolling Stones and the Beatles collectively. So, was the only one left, Davy Jones? No, Davy was the first. Oh, he—he's gone. He, he was, was the only one anybody knew. He was the Brit. Then there was Tork, who was uh, the pothead. Right. Uh, he unfortunately passed away. Uh, so, the only one left is the the drummer.
1: They were the only two. The two that last two left were the only two that were actual musicians, right? The others were just actors.
2: No, no, Nesmith was an actual musician. In fact, when they did Strawberry Fields, and they did the studio song, and they invited, uh, this was in, uh, the UK, you had, uh, the Beatles invited, uh, Mick Jagger, and one other member of the Rolling Stones, they invited, yes, Michael Nesmith, huh? When, when the, when the Monkeys visited the UK, they were so popular, the Beatles met them on the tarmac. <laughs>
1: Oh, come on! Oh, that was a deal. one 800
2: You, you besmirch them as I sit shiver <laughs> for the loss of the third monkey. I Look,
1: man, I never like to see anybody one die. One last fact. One last
2: fact. Uh, they were appearing at the Forest Hills Tennis Stadium, yep. which now has renewed their concert series. Packed house. The lead performers were the Monkees. They were the main performers. You know what was the warm-up act for them? Oh. Jimi Hendrix and the crowd booed him off the stage. Booed him off the stage. We want the monkeys.
1: See, that's all you need to know about monkeys fans. <laughs> Is that they booed Jimi Hendrix. they, they great things. songs, I'm telling you. <laughs> they booed the greatest Head. guitar player who ever lived.
2: An American band. An American With band. With an
1: English fake lead singer. He didn't really <laughs> sing either. It was just a whole fake thing. 1 800 Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Tom.
3: Curtis. I'd like to ask you did you ever buy any of the candies from the dollar store did uh, did you ever taste um uh, carob which is a substitute for chocolate really it's a, it's a nice type of it it's a it comes off a tree in the middle east somewhere
2: oh you Tom, you're quite the connoisseur of chocolate i tell you i personally i hate chocolate but again, my wife, who is the contrarian to me, is a chocolate holic. Mm. Loves chocolate. So, no, I would not ever buy any chocolates at a dollar store for myself. For Nancy or for any of my many kids, let me count them: one, two, three. That's right. You got more than three. none of them. None, and that's right. it. three that you know of. Three. It's, yeah, that's it. But <laughs> We're anyways, aware of those three. This Tom, you're such a connoisseur of the dollar store. Do you go in and actually sample? They, have they give you sa- special, different types of chocolate at the dollar store. Yeah, I had you didn't no, know. That. I had no idea. In fact, the dollar store is so popular. Watch. They're going to be smashing grabs at the dollar store. I don't know about that. One and the Dollar Tree store.
1: <laughs> I mean, what are they going to take? You're going to beat somebody up for five dollars worth matter. of merch?
2: Doesn't matter. <laughs> Have you ever seen the security officers? You, know you know what? You need a Santa
1: Santa Claus bag to to, to really make it worth your while to do a smashing Trust, grab. At
2: it. They did it in chi Town. I got a call from the Chicago Guardian Angels. Two million dollars in watches. Last night. But
1: not from the dollar store.
2: Well, no, but they're working their way. You know how many way.
1: watches you'd have to take from the dollar store? Trust you need a me, a truck. Chris,
2: they're working their way down. <laughs> they're going to
1: get there. The food chain. Pretty soon, there'll be nothing left. The only store that has merch that you can s- steal from is the dollar 25 no, store. No, it's
2: the bodegas in which they have the uh, bulletproof glass and they don't let you in at night where you have to buy through a little hole in the front of the bodega because <laughs> they're smart enough to realize. They're figuring it hey, out. Hey, they smash and grab against us all the time.
1: That's yeah, not good. one 800 848 one 848 wabc Larry in Brooklyn. Welcome to the show, Larry. Yeah,
3: hi. You know, Curtis, before when you were ragging on the white people, the white suburban people, I don't know if you know how perilous, perilously close you came to get knocked off the air. All you had to do is say, you know, those uh, non-nappy-headed whores. All right, enough with this guy.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go down that road. What the with him. hell was he talking I don't about? know. I think he was trying to be funny. He waited on li- He waited on hold for about 10 minutes to try out his best imus joke let me tell you something it wasn't funny when imus did it because imus hadn't been funny for 20 years before he made that comment. yeah but
2: he shouldn't have so, got knocked off the air for that that was ridiculous
1: well he got knocked off the air for the same reason chris cuomo got knocked off the air you did something stupid and you had bad ratings When you have bad ratings you should be happy anybody wants you on yeah the air well
2: bad ratings brought him here to wabc and you know who got knocked off the air because of that who me and Kubi. That's right. You Well, you didn't get knocked off
1: the air. You got knocked
2: down an hour. No, no. He got fired. I got knocked off the air.
1: Kubi got fired. You got knocked. No, yep. I
2: thought you guys were middays. No, 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 no. All right. We were mornings. All right. And then when did you go to middays? Uh Well, when I, why was... I would fill in for Kubi, it was like one to three or something. 12 to 3. Did You see, you haven't really followed the life and times of Curtis Lee or WABC. No, no I'm sorry. Which, I have not been WABC the part of my journalism. Uh, always broadcasting, <laughs> Curtis. Right. You name a day t- part or a night part or a weekend part. I've been
1: there. I've done it. Well, you have definitely traveled the road of radio, and here you are, weekends with me. It's the radio <laughs> so,
2: rodeo The radio. This is, this
1: is like the best show, though, that I think you've done. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of oh a good God, show. Do you it's fun. Wait, wait, do you it's exciting. How many- There's some back and forth, but we're not like, I'm not crying about it like you, some of your other co-hosts.
2: Jim, do you realize <laughs> so, how many partners I've had in radio? More than I've had ex-wives. That
1: is hard to believe, because you have many ex-wives. Yeah, but no. Nothing- more, how about more than bullets that have been in you? Uh, yes. Wow. More than how many bullets? What have you had in you? Five. Five. point bullets. And you've had about eight co-hosts? No. Way more than that. Wow.
2: When I was at WNYC, not my place to be, when Rudy put me there after I got fired from WABC the first time. Right. Because he wanted to sell the stick, which he eventually did to who? Uh, Fox News Channel. That's how they all came yeah, about. The yeah. WNYC stick, which yeah. was owned by the city. Uh, I was put over there as, quote, the lone conservative voice. I lasted all of seven months. And then came back to WABC, my place to be. Well, I'm kind of a lone liberal voice here. Uh, yeah, yeah, One of them. Uh, there's yeah, a couple yeah, others yeah, yeah, no, that are kind of. Uh, the idea of John Katzametidis, owner and operator at WABC, is to create a sort of platform of different voices. Right. That's why he has WABC Radio TV. In fact, you don't have to watch the Jets lose again. All you got to do is put on WABCradio.tv. Radio TV. You could see the ceremony in Hoboken that I was banned from today by Jeff Bischoff, the coronation of uh <laughs> Carnation, uh, the actual introduction of the Frank Sinatra statue while you listen to Chris Hahn and Curtis Lee. There you
1: go. You could have video and audio. They will not match up, but you know it's better than watching the Jets.
2: But I was wondering what it should be called. Should it be called the Cats Broadcast Company because it is going to become a network or a cable operation right, at right. some point or what I believe, the Common Sense Network, since it does have different voices. You can hear a Chris Hahn. Right. You can hear Mark Levin. Yep. And you, for, will hear, now. Right, you will hear other voices that you won't hear on other networks because it's usually one way or the other way. It, you know, look, people who just want to stay in a bubble that
1: only feeds them what they want to hear and what they already think they know, they're not doing themselves a service. They're not even doing the country a service, right? It's good to hear from all sides. And that's why I love working here at WABC.
2: And imagine on a day like today where Chris Wallace is no more, the announcement... He's persona non grata at the Fox News Channel, and he'll be going to CNN. Yeah. I guess that makes
1: me the number one Chris at Fox <laughs> News now. <laughs> Who knew? You it only took me pal. 12 years. <laughs> so. Now, what is
2: he going to do at CNN? Is he going to replace Cuomo? I mean, No, what, what he's going to be a weekday
1: anchor on CNN Plus, which is their streaming service. My God, what a,
2: what a come down. I mean, come on. When he's on Sundays on the Fox News I Channel. I know. He got a lot of eyeballs. I know. I know.
1: A streaming channel? I, I Like I said, and I say this all the time. I say this about Mark Levin. I say this about Chris Cuomo. I say this about Hannity. I say it about Tucker. It is not the product of the personality. It is the product of the real estate.
2: Okay, so let me figure this out. Maybe he was asked to leave. Maybe he decided right. to leave. But CNN could certainly have used them at some point in their lineup, like especially the right, weekends right. if nothing more. Yeah. Why would he just be on the streaming
1: service? I have a feeling they're going to do more with him than just keep him on the streaming service. You would think, right? Yeah, you would think. Uh, I mean, mean, he's too big of a name – you know, even before he was at Fox, he was a big name at ABC. Uh, so I, I, would imagine he's going to have a bigger platform than just the streaming service, but they do want to start driving people to their streaming service. I think mean, that's the, the wave of the future with all of these networks. Well, they, they-
2: got to worry about the wave of the here and now <laughs> because yeah. they're like number three amongst the cable news outlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fading fast. Well, got you know, they global- should, you know, they should
1: call cats and bring us in. <laughs> I mean, we would do
2: okay at nine o'clock. I, I, I think we'd do better.
1: We would do as good at nine o'clock as Anybody they've had there, at there's CNN. no doubt. And then yeah. and,
2: you know they got a target now on Don Lemon uh, because it it was found out that he was actually passing information mm. on to Jesse Smollett about the Chicago Police Department it, it, Smollett, investigation. Smollett, Smollett, Chris Smollett. Smollet. I didn't know he
1: was French, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, but it, it it's. I mean, my when you told me this when we walked in today, we were talking about. a got problems. I, I mean, I don't care that Don Lemon told Smollett that the cops are coming for you. I, who cares? <laughs> He's not a no, no. Not he, not is from-
2: a, he is not. He not a reporter. He's not a journalist. I understand, but right? Imagine you're talking with the guy. I understand because you're trying right. to get an exclusive. And the Chicago PD uh, being open and telling you where their investigation is. Right. So you decide to sweeten up Smolet. Right. Uh, by letting them know, you know, the Chicago copies, they don't believe anything you say.
1: I always tell everybody when they're dealing with the press, you think that they're your friend. Uh, they are not. Uh, they are trying to get wood, which is the cover of the paper. Right. They're trying to get it and they will run you over for it. They will run you over for one story. So always be careful. The
2: the way to survive, and we saw that with Trump, we saw that with Sharpton, we've seen that with a number. We saw that with Andrew Cuomo, is it's a definite quid pro quo with the media. I will give you something you need about something you didn't know about an exclusive. So they give it to, let's say, a top-name reporter. And in return, you're going to sweeten me up. You're going to do a puff piece on me that justifies this pipeline that I keep with you. Trump was a master of it. Al Slim Shady Sharpton, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo would call up the editor of the New York Post that night to stop the presses. I got an exclusive for you. (laughs) And he gave him an exclusive, yeah. which usually was detrimental to any of the many people who wanted to whack. Well, him. that's politics,
1: man. It's 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 moving the chess pieces around the board and trying to get your story out there and put you in the best light. That's what they all do. And so they're not fair. I mean, if you would have done that, maybe. 27% would have turned it to 29%. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I would have done that, maybe I'd be in Congress uh, by now. A I don't know. You, I, you know, it is what it is. That's what they do. You move it around and you try to make yourself look good. At well, the that's one thing others.
2: we're going to have to be talking about, Chris, Hahn, is these uh, looming midterm elections. Oh, yeah. If you just look at the tornadoes that touched down yesterday, 40 or more, and I've actually uh, lived through a tornado out in Lockport, Illinois, where my, uh, the Polish side of my Sleewa family has the Sleewa compound. It used to be the all Sliwa farms.
1: Com- compound. Compound,
2: right. It used to be uh, all farms. It's now like all subdivisions. That's but nice. I remember as a kid having to go into a basement dug out there in the cornfields because you saw the black smoke on yeah. round and round. And Grandpa said, Grandpa Sleewa, time to hit. The tornado basement it hit all the provisions, you know, that have everything got mowed down. Somehow you would survive. I I
1: had to go into the basement this year on Long Island because a tornado was coming across the sound. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC.
0: It's the left versus the right. It's a 77. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest.
1: All right. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Chris Hahn, Curtis Sliwa with you till 5. Then Curtis is back from 9 to 1. Handing it off to Frankie yeah. Murano. In
2: the interim, I got a little business to take care of with Joe Piscopo, you know, has the uh, birthday party for Frank Sinatra tonight. I get no tonight. invite. 6 to 8. Well... I want to see uh, Joe Piscopo keep me from entering the location where this celebration is taking place. It's going to be a live program from this location. Be like Johnny Dangerously. Uh, You know,
1: my mother kept me from veal mullinaise once.
2: Once! So, like five people get that joke mr sinatra you know he
1: likes it sliced in i you know look uh, i i mean how old would, would frank sinatra be today a thousand years old uh, two thousand years old i don't
2: know like
1: i like this his music was okay i prefer the character that they created about him in the godfather i thought that was a great oh, character.
2: oh, well, obviously yeah. a very successful uh, character there and by the way uh, so you have the Sinatra tribute that's on tonight from 6 to 8, yep. live, his celebration of his birthday. If they let me in, I'll take care of Joe Pisco uh, on Well,
1: that. you are dressed up, at least I'm dressed by up like a your monster. standards. this is I've never seen you in a jacket like this. Right. We, we were taking photos for the show the other day. You showed up like you just... Crawled out of the <laughs> out of me. a cardboard box. That's me. on want, the street. I want Joe to suit, deny me. Right? I want yeah.
2: him to deny me all dressed in <laughs> black. Plus, remember, I'm sitting shiver for the death of Michael Nesmith, the third yes. monkey.
1: Ah, uh, poor Michael Nesmith. That's. It's a shame. I, I didn't even know he was still alive, but thank God.
2: Now, uh, speaking of alive, unfortunately, a lot of our fellow Americans yeah. uh, are no longer alive because of these tornadoes mm. uh, that have ripped through areas where there normally are tornadoes, but never like this. Uh, so they had 100 tornado warnings yeah. issued yesterday. Which is a preponderance of tornadoes when they touch. It's a out. lot,
1: especially in December. I mean, who you know, you don't hear about tornadoes in December.
2: Well, look at the weird weather. I yeah. mean, we had what sixty-eight degrees yesterday yeah. for Santa. It's Fifty-five
1: Kong. degrees today. Everybody said it was going to be cold.
2: And then Denver. I'm talking to the Denver Guardian Angels. I said, "Hey, did you get your first spritz there? Because usually they have a few feet of snow. So we're still waiting." Yeah. So there's something going on in the Something's ether there. Something's up.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe global warming. But,
2: but this is yes. going to be a test for President Joe Biden. He promised yesterday he's going to Kentucky. He's going to have to visit uh, like Missouri, Illinois, yeah. which also got All clobbered. places that
1: did not vote for him.
2: Uh, and, and he said, I'm here
1: for you. I'm going to give you whatever you need.
2: But more important than for a re-election of Joe Biden, if he runs again, is the midterm election. Yeah. Because these people are devastated. They're going to expect FEMA to come to their rescue FEMA has always been a dollar short and a day late in yeah. terms of getting the resources there. So I think if he's going to pump up his uh, his presidency, now is the time to do well, it. Well, he's got to deliver,
1: and he's going to deliver for all Americans. He's not one of these. He's not like the former president who uh, was a blue state. I don't really feel I'm going to drag my feet about it. He's not like Rand Paul, who was the first person to sign a letter to President Biden asking for aid here in Kentucky. Um, you know, Rand Paul. You know, four years ago when the hurricanes were were devastating Florida and other parts south, Rand Paul had this to say. Play that clip number one for me. Tune number two.
3: So people here will say they have great compassion and they want to help the people of Puerto Rico and the people of Texas and the people of Florida. But notice they have great compassion with someone else's money. Ask them if they're giving any money to Puerto Rico. Ask them if they're giving money to Texas. Ask them what they're doing to help their fellow man. And you'll find often that it's easy to be compassionate with someone else's money.
1: And So what he was saying there was, well, none of the senators are donating out of their own pocket. Why should they legislate, which is their job in the Senate, to appropriate some money for rescue relief. But now that he needs it in his state, he's asking. Of course. To. Of course he is.
2: Hypocrite. Ted Cruz did the same thing yeah. in Texas, remember? Totally. Same thing, turned his back on our needs up here. Yeah, and he did it uh, from the the Cancun, Mexico. Of, uh, Superstorm Sandy, remember? Right. Absolutely. In the aftermath of Superstorm Sandy, Ted Cruz is like, why, why are we bending over backwards uh, for those states clobbered? New Jersey, New York, right. some of the others. Uh, and then all of a sudden, when Texas got clobbered, uh, he was the first one in line because, uh, as you know, all politics is local. Yeah. Gotta take care of your local yeah. constituents. You gotta
1: feed your own people. Forget yeah. about everybody else. That's the problem with certain people in what, Congress.
2: what unites us. And by a...
1: certain people, I mean Republicans in Congress. They, you don't hear Democrats saying, oh no, let's not give money to Kentucky.
2: No, but they want to give money that we don't have. <laughs> they want to yeah, turn to the Federal but, Reserve. You, know, you got people, but well, you
1: look at this, you look at the state, There was a hurricane that was like a a, a mile wide that went for 200 miles, devastated entire towns in the state of Kentucky. We don't even know the full full extent Uh, of it.
2: May I correct you? Uh, The cognoscente would say a tornado. 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 You said hurricane. Hurricane. Oh, did I oh, say hurricane? Oh, they'll cyclone. Uh, What's the difference you know, between get, a I'm cyclone get, and I'm going to get two.
1: six calls about it.
2: And again, for any of those who have uh, survived a tornado out there, you know they're the tornado chasers. Yeah. Uh, it, it, very popular program. These crazy guys get into an SUV all rigged up to drive right into the eye of a tornado. I, I don't
1: get it. <laughs> if they would have caught this tornado, they would have been in big trouble.
2: Um, I'm telling you, you yeah. see the tornado, they touch down, and then all of a sudden, they soon... Disappear. Yeah. And then they'll touch down somewhere else. Amazing. And it's really difficult to track that. Especially at night. You know, this
1: happened in the middle of the night. Yep. So people were – I mean I couldn't imagine what the people in Kentucky and Mississippi and and, and I guess parts of it even went up into as far, as far north as Illinois and really not in the Mississippi Valley.
2: Yeah, Illinois, Missouri or along yeah. uh, like uh, the Mississippi uh, states, they always get clobbered. Yeah. And it is our responsibility to come together as a nation whenever there's a national disaster and That's emergency. why
1: we have a federal government, right? To provide for the common defense and that means the common defense against things like this.
2: Now, you mentioned that. It's not doing that at the border. (laughs) Every state is on their own. Texas. Wow, it is doing it at Arizona, the border. Oh,
1: oh no, the border. Oh no. People yearning to breathe free just like our grandparents did are, are trying to yearn to breathe free. Oh no. Come on. Come we don't on, have Chris. enough room. Oh, meanwhile everybody's complaining that we don't have enough workers either. I see about a million people sitting in Mexico right now that will take those jobs.
2: Oh, oh so you're yeah, more than, than happy in. to let them in. Yes. Uh can we give them shots first? Uh yes. Oh, okay. I, I agree with that.
1: And I've said I've been very consistent on it. Uh I want Vaccine mandates for anybody coming into this country. Can we
2: keep point? them on the Mexican side until they get in the? Why don't we just here? give them
1: a shot in the arm right when and they come in? Tournament. Isn't there a tracker in it already? We all know exactly where they are.
2: <laughs> so what's
1: the point? Like I mean, everybody, all these people who hate the border think they don't want to get shots either because they think there's tracking so, in it. So we solve two problems. Right, so the
2: Chris Hahn solution is as yeah. we have now two caravans on their way to the United States. Right. Most of them now no longer have just Central Americans and Mexicans. No, they're, they're Haitians like from all over and the, the world. world. Yeah, we still way to world. get in now. It's multi, uh, multinational. Right. All right. So as soon as you show up at the border, uh, whether it's Tijuana to San Diego, whether it's the El Paso border, wherever it is in between those areas, line up, put your arm out. Yeah. You get a shot. Boom. Uh, you're welcome to America. Uh, just make sure you come to your asylum here. here here's which your be shot. Like a year from here now.
1: is your location where we need somebody to do, you know, one of the many jobs that people don't seem to want to take right now in America. Right? We have we have full employment in the United States of America. We have a worker shortage in the United States of America, and we have a million people waiting to get into the United States of America who would take those jobs.
2: So they have to. So let's get, get them in. They have to get a, a minimum wage, right, with benefits. I mean, is that give to- them a minimum wage job? Why not? Why not? We have, you know, we're talking about
1: inflation. Everybody's worried about inflation. Inflation is being caused because there's a supply chain problem, which is in part caused by the lack of workers. No, no, you
2: know why it's uh, caused? It's caused by Buttigieg, 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 and Frank Murano milking the paternity train. <laughs> yeah, paternity leave is right. the problem. Oh, Greg yeah. Kelly took no paternity leave. No. None. Machine gun Kelly. Was a man's man. The <laughs> wife birthed out his daughter. There were no complications, thank God. He was back the next I, day. I, I
1: I don't understand that. I really don't. I know I did that too when my my daughter was born because I was in a job where I just couldn't of course, take any your breaks. Your wife
2: didn't need you around. She didn't want me around. Exactly. Right.
1: So, but it, you know, it, it it was tough. You know, and 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 now that there is this policy where you you can do it, I, I think everybody. But you know that Booty J
2: said that that the reason that there's a worker shortage was just because of the need to have paternity leave. Buttigieg, Buttigieg, the man that you would love to be the next president or vice president I, of I the would United have loved States.
1: him to be the president right now. Oh, I honestly God. would have. I don't know if you get to take paternity <laughs> leave when you're president, but maybe he oh, would have waited to have he the would. kid. He could have waited. He's he young. He
2: would. You got Buttigieg. You got Frank Morano, who's finally back to, uh, And then Greg Kelly, tonight.
1: Greg Kelly, who gave a beautiful soliloquy about the birth of his child. I listened to the show oh, at we, your we, demand. We're going uh, we'll to talk, yeah. talk about that later. We're going to talk about that.
2: But that's why I call him Greg Machine Gun Kelly, because he knows his <laughs> job is to go out and work. Y- you know, look, I guess it's okay when you work.
1: Three hours and 45 minutes a day, which is basically the Greg Kelly day, and he lives around the corner, so it's not really that bad. Yeah, but prep. Three hours, 45 minutes a day. Prep.
2: He doesn't do look, any look, prep. A, a good show means you do an hour's prep for every so, hour Okay, on so guys air. like Greg Kelly, you and
1: I, we live and breathe the news and public opinion and pop culture. So we are constantly prepping. It's not like he's got to sit down for an hour and write out the show. It's improv. It's stream of consciousness. It's what we're doing right now, right? I mean, we, d- is – are we not prepared to talk about the tornadoes? Of course we're prepared to talk about the tornadoes because we live and breathe it all the time.
2: You're not because you call them a hurricane. Well, I accidentally called them a hurricane. Oh, excuse
1: I'm me. I'm sitting in a room with a great linguist like Curtis Sliwa. Sometimes you're <laughs> going to screw things up. one 800 848 A young boy, five years old,
2: survived a tornado in Lockport, Illinois.
1: Oh, 1-800-848-9222. one 800 848 1-800-848-W-A-B-C.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. On New York's News and Talk Station, 77 WABC.
1: 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC if you want to be part of the national conversation. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee were with you till five and then Curtis comes back again at nine o'clock after you go get some veal Molinaise that I was not invited to enjoy.
2: Yeah. Meantime, right. Joe Piscopo better not try to stop me from getting in with all of his wise guy friends. Well, he stopped working out, right? So it's
1: not like he's it's no, not no. like it's
2: 1985. No, Joe,
1: he's buffed up a bit. He's buffed up a bit.
2: He's not like he was, though. No, of no, course. No. Of course. He's no Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That's for sure. You know,
1: what really annoys me is that one of the first times I was on Fox News back when Hannity used to do this thing called the Great American Panel. Uh, I was on that panel with none other than Joe Piscopo. It was the second time I was on Fox. And I was thrilled because I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. I watched it last night. They had uh, that singer was the, uh, uh, the guest host last night. And, and I... You know I love love Saturday Night Live and I love Joe Piscopo. I loved him on Saturday Night Live. I oh, loved he when loved he used him. to do Frank Sinatra. You love him, but you weren't invited. You I see? was not invited. I guess I don't love him. I'll anymore. take care you know, I'll take care yeah, him. Yeah, I'll smack him happen. up a little smack bit. Smack him around. Say hey, hey Joe. Hey, hey Joe. Hey Joe. I I got it. I got it. Chris <laughs> Hahn's a little bit more famous than you now, <laughs> and you didn't want him there, even though he admires you. Uh, you keep
2: thinking that Chris. You I, I, keep I'm a little that. a smidge. Uh, no no no. Joe Piscopo, sixty
1: nine thousand followers on Twitter. How many has Joe got?
2: Oh my God. Oh this.
1: 69,000 on Twitter. Your,
2: your twits uh, out there. I'm a bigger you. twit than Joe, that's yeah.
1: for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, look, it is what it is. I mean, he's going to have a party. I, I mean, normally I have a sweater on when I'm in here, but it was so warm out there. i are in a t shirt today. It's global can't warming,
2: come. climate change, right? It's climate
1: change. It's tornadoes in the middle of December, which we never heard of before in the history. I can't ever remember. Do you Wait. ever remember a tornado in December?
2: Uh, in the Midwest on occasion, not, not like not, this, though. not, not this propensity, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, not this many.
1: This is a rare, rare and I'm thing. telling
2: you, this is going to be a defined moment for president Joe Biden. He's got to personally be there. No Harris. He's got to act like he's actually involved he's in the going. process. No, he going, but going and being directly involved and making I, sure the aid is distributed is, you know, what's going to happen well, three months from now, four months from now, closer to the midterm elections. If those folks haven't got their FEMA aid and they don't feel they're going to be made whole again, it's going to be a lot of blowback. There are two types of FEMA,
1: right? There's the immediate aftermath of the storm FEMA, which is great. The people who get on the ground who provide the emergency relief for people. And then there's the FEMA that comes in the rebuilding process, which is a bunch of accountants that are looking to make sure you follow the FEMA rules. And Joe Biden and the Biden administration and his FEMA administrator needs to make sure that whatever needs to be done to ha- make these people whole during the next year is done.
2: Yeah, and uh, that means you got to cut through all the red tape yep. and you got to prevent more Buttigiegs in your administration from being out on paternity leave during <laughs> this emergency. <laughs> Buttigieg, I think Polly
1: Trottenberg did a fine job running the Oh God, the she was horrible here in
2: New York City. Look she, at all nah, these freaking nah, nah, nah. bike lanes. The
1: bike lanes were there before her. Those were a Bloomberg initiative yeah, we she, all loved she,
2: Bloomberg. She enhanced them. No, She, she didn't. nourished no, them. No, no. She said cause evil. Bicycles. No, 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 no. Wonderful. That was a
1: Bloomberg initiative, and I can't remember the name of the commissioner he had that was that hated cars.
2: She just hated cars. Person of no consequence. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but, but Bloomberg wanted these Which bike Bloomberg lanes. Which Bloomberg was that? Was that the Republican Bloomberg, the Independent Bloomberg, or now the Democratic Bloomberg? I think it was all three that wanted these bike <laughs> lanes put in. It took them 12 <laughs> years to get those bikes. Yeah, bike when lines. the hell did you ever see Bloomberg on a bicycle? I've never seen Bloomberg, but the he did take the won't. subway. He did take oh, the subway to yeah, work. Yeah, with what, city? Six armed New York City police officers <laughs> from right below the bowels of the old Alexander's Bloomingdale's down to City Hall. Express train, four train. How many stops? There, ooh, only two stops. That's oh, you rode the trains.
1: It's a great deal. Get out of here! Hey, look, he was a man. He was a man of the people who was worth man of the billion people. dollars.
2: He was no <laughs> so, man of the people.
1: You ever go to his office building, the Bloomberg building? There are no offices. They don't They're let me all, in. It's a pen. Yeah,
2: it's just a and, old they pen. They, it's pretty they don't good. let me in there, too.
1: All right, we got a lot to talk about. 1 800 848 9222 1 800 848 WABC. Curtis and Chris Hall, I'm with you till 5 o'clock. A lot of calls Oh, right we got up. to
2: talk about upcoming uh, how Greg Machine Gun Kelly was riffing about being a father, you know, newborn. And then all of a sudden, the first call he got was an all out. Yeah. Because
1: I'm the straw that stirs the drink around A here. A Pearl Harbor right.
2: on you. Right. H- having nothing <laughs> at all
1: to do with paternity leave. I am literally the John Belushi of WABC. <laughs> 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC.
0: It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. 1
1: 800 848 9222. That's 1 800 848 WABC. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa with you till. Five, then Curtis is back at nine. He's oh. going to go get some of that veal mullinaise. By the yeah, way, they yeah, don't yeah. slice it. They pound it. Well, watch,
2: watch, watch. you got to be listening and watching, not only here on WABC 6 to 8 for the celebration of what would have been Frank Sinatra's yeah. uh, birthday by Joe Piscopo, but they have it on WABCradio.tv. So you can watch the christening of the statue earlier today, right. 1 o'clock in Hoboken, which I was banned from by Joe Piscopo. Right. But I will interrupt the broadcast tonight at some point. You gotta be listening to all two hours, watching all two hours. You could do it simulcast. You're gonna be there. I and they're not keeping me out. I and and then I'm gonna say, I don't even know where this place is. I understand the tribute. I understand everything that's going on. But what about the Westchester (laughs) Premier Theater when he was with Carlo Gambino and all of my enemies? And you know he ain't gonna like that. You know the guy's
1: been dead for like what ten years. It's all
2: right. So this is between me and Joe Piscopo now. This is personal. All right, all right, all right. right, right. Got to be watching, got to be listening. And then when I pass off the microphone to uh, the guy who has uh, milked the paternity train, Frank Marano, who's right. back the other side of, of Midnight, imagine, what was it, a month he was on paternity leave. He, he was almost as bad as Booty J. Booty J. Is Boutier, he going to get Boutier, some
1: veal molineras tonight too, or is he going to? I
2: have no idea. Or
1: paternity leave ends I have at eyes midnight.
2: Only for Joe Piscopo. <laughs> it's going to be me and Joe. And I'm going to ask you, how come I was banned from Hoboken, earlier, Huh? <laughs> huh? Tough guy? Huh? Huh? He didn't want to be
1: upstage by you, Curtis. I think uh, that's. Uh, meantime,
2: oh, so much to discuss here. And I got to tell you, mm. first mm. and foremost, your president, our president. Joe Biden has got to deliver to all these states that got just flattened I, he by will. these tornadoes. I think he will.
1: I think he will. And look, those states don't vote for him anyway, but he's going to do the right thing because that's who he Give is. It. Forget He's him. a guy who
2: believes in empathy, Forget has him. empathy. There are so many Democrats whose congressional futures are <laughs> dependent on him this this coming year. The midterm elections, and many of them are in that vicinity of six states.
1: I I will tell you, as a man who has watched politics his whole life, it's going to be very hard for the Democrats to hold the House of Representatives in 2022, Um, gerrymandering alone is going to take away enough seats for the Republicans to take control of the House of Representatives, so
2: you would agree with me uh, that neither party should be able to gerrymander their congressional districts or state assembly manic districts or state senate districts and should be independent panels to i think the indep- I,
1: I would I would settle for that right now i don't think democratic states should unilaterally disarm because clearly republican states are running around this country drawing maps that don't reflect the population of their states. I mean, Texas is basically a 50-50 state. It's going to have like a 75-25 uh, congressional delegation going You know, to I'd
2: like you if you could. Uh, obviously, you can't do it now. But look at Nidia Velasquez's safe Hispanic seat, and it's like a Rorschach test. It is a line that just keeps going, and you say, well – how could this be a congressional district? But these lines are drawn, both by Republicans and Democrats, to save their own. Uh, so you've got to have independent panels. Well, these at least lines. it's
1: all within the city of New York, right? If you look at a Texas map, they'll take a city like Houston. Now, no, wait a and second. they will make it so that it's 10 districts Hold going outside of Houston, so that you're getting all these rural populations representing the city of Houston.
2: What about the man you used to work for in addition to uh, Schumer? There was Tom Swazi yeah. I looked at his district... It goes in Queens and Nassau and stuff. What is that? Well,
1: it's a straight-line district.
2: I it doesn't understand, really but cut, a, cut around. All three of those people's interests are separate, autonomous, different.
1: They're very different. Yeah. I mean, look, it is what it is. Again, I do not want to unilaterally disarm. I think districts should be drawn by independent commissions.
2: By the way, what is that button? But You're wearing I, Tom Swansea for governor here. Now the tissue changes. I'm not supporting
1: anybody for governor. I, I do not endorse candidates other than my wife when she runs. That's it.
2: Hold on, it. <laughs> But you did work for Tom Swazi. I did right? work for Tom Swazie, And he is in it. He didn't bow out like Tish James. I think he's
1: gonna bow out. I don't I can't see I think he's gonna for the same reasons Tish James bowed out. The 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 field has been closed, basically. I think that Governor Huckle's done a pretty good job Putting the powers that be, and especially the financial powers that be in the state, oh, in her she's, corner.
2: She's wine dined and been pocket lined. She sold out the state before no, no, she. No, I, ever... I don't think she
1: did. I think that there's a. Oh, there's, they
2: gave her 11 million dollars because there's a. I think there was, a, a, I,
1: I think there was a, a. Look, I think that the business community in the state knows that a Democrat's going to get elected governor. Right? You're not going to see Andrew Giuliani as governor of the state of New York, or unfortunately for Lee Zeldin, Lee Zeldin for governor. None of them are winning. So the business community in the state that wants to see the state stay somewhat center-left, not go far-left, said, let me go with this moderate person who seems actually, like she's doing a good job. they all
2: await the entrance of Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, the mandate <laughs> candidate. If there is a mandate out there, he will impose it upon New York City on his <laughs> way out.
1: As I have said uh about bill de blasio on television this week when i was asked about it oh really uh, i did say uh he would come in sixth in a five-way race for governor <laughs> so you know i think it's a little delusional that well, he's wait a second.
2: he wants the mask mandates Hokel wants the mask mandates you well, know uh, hokel
1: Hochul, Hochul has a a caveat to the mask mandate oh a caveat yeah mask or vaccine mandate your choice i do not like mask mandates i do support vaccine mandates I think I'm tired of this. I've got three shots now. I know what my risk is. It's very low. Um I think that you need to have a vaccine wait, wait, wait. to go anywhere. You didn't have a fourth. Well, Come on, they're lining I'll you, probably up for you need a fourth, fourth and a fourth
2: in a year, and a fifth, and a sixth. Yeah, and a you're seventh. probably going
1: to need it every year for a while. You probably. I'm sorry. Babies out there who are afraid of needles. I mean, you've been shot seven times, Curtis. What are you worried about? Five. I'm five. The needle. Oh, uh, five, sorry. Maybe those two, two extra bullets would have killed, killed no, me. No, right? they missed you. <laughs> so
2: you were shot at seven times. By the but way, it, like, as long as these mask mandates continue, these smash and grab robberies are going to continue because they always have an excuse, right? Oh, you know, it's a mask mandate I, I, I heard.
1: Here. I heard Ted Cruz didn't like the mask mandate, and I kept saying, Ted... The, the mask mandate would actually be really good for you. You should keep a mask on even when the pandemic ends. No, no. You know, you should just be always masked, Ted. Don't let anybody see that face of yours. No. He's a weird face, right? It's like, it's the kind of face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, and I'm not saying this to be mean. I mean, I feel like it wasn't made naturally. Like and the, there's and the something, beard. Like, the beard's got to go. And that beard. And, and, you know, he's You he, know, the,
2: the two worst beards I've ever seen. Uh, John Corazine, remember, Mr. Goldmine Sachs. Yeah. Destroyed Jersey. Why they keep electing people who their pedigree is goldmine Sachs? Sachs like Murphy who calls them all knuckleheads. Uh, I'll never know. But then you have Ted Cruz, who also is that the beard's And go. also connected to Goldman Sachs. Goldmine he, his Sachs. Wife, his wife is a partner of yes, Goldman Sachs. Everyone in government yeah. is. Go mine sacks. That's part of their pedigree. Democrats or Republican? Look, Jersey City, which was next to Hoboken, which banned me, wouldn't allow me to go to the christening of the Frank Sinatra. Wait, you're banned step.
1: from Jersey City and Hoboken? No,
2: no, full But You're
1: allowed to walk the streets. Of Jersey yes, City. Yes,
2: I am. I am okay. permitted to. And walk you're not this
1: technically seat. banned from Hoboken. You were just banned from whatever Joe Piscopo. That's
2: right. The and you're the one statue. of
1: like five people in America that care what Joe Piscopo says about them. <laughs> so I really feel bad for you. But, uh, I
2: also I, feel bad for Joe Piscopo. I, I recommend that people actually go to uh, <laughs> so, wabcradio.tv to watch the christening of the statue that I was not invited into. But by the way,
1: and I'm quoting Joe Piscopo movies this entire show today, <laughs> and I'm the only. One who gets the joke, and Joe doesn't invite me to the freaking thing. And I'm like the one guy at the station who thinks Joe Piscopo is a celebrity. Uh, Literally, I'm the one guy look here.
2: Look how you're dressed here. You're like Slop Well, Slavinsky. I didn't even know. <laughs> if I would have known, oh, I have my better clothes. God.
1: You know, it's Sunday afternoon. I'm wearing a t shirt and jeans. Now, I mean,
2: speak, <laughs> speaking of a guy who always is GQ'd up, it's uh, Greg Machine Gun Kelly, who um, <laughs> this past Monday. His opening remarks, yes. since he did not milk the paternity train no, like Buttigieg and Frank Morano, was the the beauty of childbirth, both on behalf of his wife, what she went through, what he went through. You actually were enamored in that presentation. I, I
1: listened to the show at your request. You said, you know what? You should listen to the yes. show once. Just give him a chance. See what he says. And I, I He opened the show talking about the birth of his child. And how he was off one day last week because that was the day she was born. Yeah, Friday. Uh, Friday before. And, and um, I thought it was beautiful. I actually liked what he had to say. I thought he delivered it well. I actually think he does an entertaining show now. I think his politics is
2: absolutely insane. Right, but he does. But uh, he does an interesting he show. He riffs on just things that happen within the course of a
1: day. He's kind of like us, but like. You know, with crazy right wing politics that I don't even know where it comes from because I've known him for a long time. And he'll <laughs>
2: so. spin he'll spin on a dime yeah. and go in all different directions, yeah, no, working I, on all I, different I, cultural, I social, personal it. issues. So one fifteen at three o'clock, Monday through Fridays. So he does this beautiful series of opening remarks that actually engaged you. I enjoyed it. No I was fan, I might add. A- By the way, I was
1: listening to it on the app a couple hours after it happened.
2: And you can actually go back and listen to it on the podcast. Right, right. You know what we're talking about. But as soon as he finishes with, soon as, as soon as he finishes... Let's go to the phones, he said. Right, he said, let's go to the phones and then... Let's see, uh, <laughs> uh, Sal in Long Island, what's wrong? Hello? Yes. Hey, Greg, hold on one second,
3: Greg, I'm so sorry. What? I'm at the Grimaldi's Pizzeria in Garden City over here uh, in your hometown. Uh, a Sunday Sunday show, uh, Curtis Leva and Chris Fong wasted the whole segment talking about Greg Kelly. I don't know why. They did. Yeah, they did. They wasted the whole segment. Well, I don't that I don't know if that's they a waste of a segment. Ashley, Ashley Bobby Ashley Bobby, you know how you know like I don't, did they did they substitute for you? I think they did substitute for you on Thanksgiving Day.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't listen when I'm not here. Uh, Anyway, so what are you doing? You're complaining about what they said when I wasn't here. Yeah. All right. Well, look, you can't.
3: can't, uh, What am I going to do?
1: What am I going? Practically speaking, what am I going to do? Am I going to? I love (laughs) Curtis. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give him a hard time. He can say whatever he wants. It's talk
3: radio. You're allowed to shoot your mouth off. You can be wrong. Well, one more thing. One more quick thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, that was, that was a great caller, by the way. This is why I'm not taking calls today. I'm looking at the board and like, nobody has anything on topic. I've decided, (laughs) if you want to call into the show when I'm on, you need to be on topic. I might take some of you later on, like at the end of the show when we're running out of gas. This guy. But right now.
2: This guy, after a beautiful, beautiful beautiful series of opening remarks that, whether it cons, you were conservative, liberal, or apolitical, you acknowledge great opening remarks by Greg Machine Gun Kelly. And then the first caller out of the box, it's like slamming. Me too. He 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 kept me in that place. Well, you
1: know, Greg didn't want to mention my name anymore. I guess I'm like Beetlejuice. <laughs> if he says it too many times, I'm just going to show up on this. I actually, we were here the other day during his show. I was I was tempted to walk in. And just sit down in the chair with him and see, and just get into a little, you know, back and forth. But then you
2: would have found out why his nickname is Greg Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Greg hasn't been behind the machine gun for a
2: while. I don't know if you've seen him
1: lately, but, <laughs> but COVID now, has caught up to a lot of us. Another momentous <laughs>
2: occasion earlier today. It may actually um, uh, suggest why you have come in dressed like Slobs yes. You had your your dog fixed. I did. I did. Was that traumatic Spated. for you? Uh, yeah, a little bit, because
1: she's a, you know, she's a puppy. She's got all this puppy energy, you know, and... Uh, you know, you feel like you're going to lose it a little bit when you get them fixed, but you don't. Know, this is the second dog I've had to do this with in the last two years. So, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a little sad for her. I did pick her up before I came in today and she was still kind of out of it from the anesthesia. And, uh, I had her chipped as well because, you Oh, know, chipped? yeah, cause she doesn't, they don't have COVID vaccines for dogs. So you got to actually get a chip put in. Uh, and I had her chipped and so that if she ever gets out, we, we could find her. People scan her and they, you know, know where to, know where to send her back to. But uh, it, is, it is something, you know, that you, know, you, you get attached to these dogs. And while I was there, I saw a guy crying in the parking lot. His wife was in there putting the dog down, a mm-hmm. dog he had for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And people get attached to pets. I mean, I love my dog, like, almost as much as I love my kids.
2: Let me tell you something. Uh, you're trying to be politically correct now. People love their animal friends, their animal family members more than they do, in many instances, their kids. No, I don't love them more than my kids. Their parents, their grandparents. I'm telling you, if you were all of a sudden to talk about the need that an animal has, cat or dog or other animal, versus a human need, the lights on these telephones would explode for the animal because animals give you no grief. They give you no agita.
1: My daughter was giving me so much pain today saying, how could you leave her? Because she was, you know, this is my dog. She's really attached to me. Yes. And you know, I was out – I stepped outside the house for a minute. She walked over the door and was crying because she's just kind of out of it from the anesthesia. And my daughter was just giving me like, I got to go. I got to do this radio show once a week. I can't skip it. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm not going on maternity leave because of my dog. You should
2: have just done this because animals can uh understand what you say. In fact, tonight – at my 12 to 1 o'clock hour, every uh, week I have my wife Nancy, the animal uh, welfare rights activist on board. It's going to tell us how cats can actually understand what you say there. Now, scientific oh, experiment. I, I had
1: a cat for 13 years that it used to, actually 15 years, who uh, I, I've said was my girlfriend's cat. We lived together my first year of law school. She moved out after my first year of law school. I kept the cat. We fought over it for about an hour. I mean, the cat was more attached to me than her. And that cat would
2: Listen to me. She would come when I'd call her. She was fantastic. You should have just whispered into your puppy dog's ear. You should have said to her, I know what it feels like. I had a vasectomy. (laughs) Trust me.
1: I haven't had a vasectomy, so so I'm good. I'm fully there. I mean, I'm not not you. Um, I know. I know you had to have a vasectomy because you have all these extra kids. No, 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 no
2: vasectomy. It's called uh, prostate cancer stage four. Which uh, you survived. Uh, I survived. Yeah, and there are other survivors out there. But one, if you get the operation, that's why I always tell people: if you can avoid the operation, do so, because you're impotent, you're incontinent, you end up wearing Depends. Yeah. Now, that's not good. Uh, of course, it's not. You're good. not wearing Depends now, are you? What What kind of a question is that?
1: I don't know. We'll answer on the other side. One 848
0: WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive, progressive Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest on New York's News and Talk Station. 77 WABC.
1: 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC if you want to be part of the National converse. Curtis and Chris Hahn with you till 5. Then Curtis comes back again at 9 o'clock.
2: That Uh, is correct. Uh, After I confront Joe Piscopo at the uh, birthday celebration for Frank Sinatra. But. That I'm not invited to. uh, Exactly. But there are many people listening right now and they're taking notes and checking them twice because I guarantee you they'll be ratting us out, especially you. Yeah. All through the course of the WABC Talk Day as if they live to reveal you, you what know, Chris said. You know what it is? Said.
1: They are so shocked that there's somebody here calling out other people on the channel for their ridiculous views that they can't believe it. And because they share those ridiculous views and they hear me and it just bursts their bubble. They don't know what to do. So they call everybody as if Greg Kelly could get me fired.
2: Screw you. <laughs> ah, they're eating the Parmesan cheese. So rats out there. Yeah. They're doing due diligence.
1: <laughs> 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Nick in Fair Fairhaven, New Jersey. The first call I've seen in about an hour that's on topic. Nick, how you doing? Good
3: afternoon, gentlemen. I'm um, doing good. So I just want to tell libertarians that you can't be pro-Article 4, pro-vax, and anti-mandate. And also, if it requires... Cell to reproduce uh what is the taxonomy of the virin the first one
1: all right so i thought that would be a good caller and then we needed a it biology book
2: be more hopelessly well but let's take the first premise. <laughs> yeah let's take the first premise uh of which i fit the description because uh i am pro-vax i'd like everyone to be vaccinated me too but i'm opposed to the mandates especially when there are alternatives like testing on a regular basis i look i, I am i am
1: Pro vaccine mandate. Mm. I think that everybody in this country needs to roll up their sleeve for the rest of the country. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. What you can do for your country right now is get vaccinated so that we can end this thing. All right. We could stop with the masks well, I'll give you an and everything else.
2: Like I'll give that. you an example. And still, this is the policy of the FDA that has authorized these various vaccines, yep. Pfizer, uh, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. They were asked by a panel of scientists that were pro-vaccine, pro-mandate. They said because there is this disinformation campaign and misinformation uh, campaign that's affected uh, many of those that live in red states, in order to get them on board, why not just release the findings of your study that caused you to authorize the use of these vaccines so that the people in the general public can yeah. see? And the FDA said it will take us 50 years. To yeah, release ridiculous. That that's but a you ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So even if you feel that there are people out there quite conspiratorial uh, that. Don't really have the proper information. Here was an opportunity to have uh, the information posted. Uh, first of all, I believe, the I believe that any
1: information that the government owns belongs to the people. Unless there's a national security reason for not releasing it, you should release it. That goes for the vaccine development and the FDA approval of it, which is a government agency. That goes for Donald Trump's phone records on January 6th. I want all of this information available to the people who own it. Unless there, you know, look, if there's a copyright infringement or some sort of uh business reason confidentiality,
2: plot oh, it out. The Red but Chinese will have it because the they thing. would have stolen but, but, it.
1: But here's the thing about the vaccine. It, with the exception of the Moderna vaccine, we own the other stuff too because we paid for it with Pfizer. We paid for it with J&J. We didn't pay for it with Moderna. Moderna didn't take the money to develop the vaccine. So it's a, you know, those kind of confidentiality things, you know, if they paid for it, they own it. But you could block that out and give us the rest of the information.
2: Yeah, but they they refuse to. And so you say to yourself, if you didn't trust the vaccine or you didn't trust the government, the government gives us all kinds of reasons yeah. never to trust them. Then why not release this information that is so pertinent to encouraging some to get the vaccine? And then when they say no, it'll take 50 years. Well, that just fuels. Yeah, I, I I That is ridiculous.
1: And we should join hands, liberals and Republicans. Uh, or whatever Republicans are now. I don't think they're conservatives anymore. I think they just don't like democracy. Uh Democrats and and non Democratic Republicans. Uh we should all join hands and say let's release this together. Well, so we could all agree
2: speaking on. Speaking of uh Trump since you brought the, the former president up, uh Tish James, uh, who was running for governor, obviously uh decided to bounce out and yeah. stay attorney general. But she said that one of the factors well mm. she has this upcoming deposition yeah. of the former president on January seventh. Yes. A day after the anniversary of the storming of the Capitol on January sixth. Now have you ever been through depositions, uh, Chris? I know well, I'm an right.
1: attorney. I've led depositions. Okay. I've never been. I, I've been deposed. All right. Before. So yeah. you're
2: ESQ at the yes. end of your name. Why they call you folks Esquires beyond me. I don't know either. My wife insists, remember, I'm an ESQ. What you're does that mean? You're technically
1: a JD. You're technically a doctor. You could call yourself doctor if you
2: want. Oh, you mean like, uh, like Joe Biden's uh, wife, yeah, right? Yeah, she's Dr. Joe Biden. They I'm, always call I her I guess doc- I should make you call me doctor, I mean, Chris. think about that. Why <laughs> is she Dr. Jill Biden? Well, she's got Biden? a
1: doctorate in education. Yeah,
2: but Enough already. Hey, you know, I didn't go for that hard. when when, when uh, Savage was on the airways, well, Doctor Savage. What are you a doctor of? Well,
1: you know, he was a doctor of energy drinks. He he created an energy drink. Well, no, it. No, he, he he
2: did. Oh but but, but anyway, anyway. Back to the subject. So there will be a deposition and Trump has been deposed before, but depositions which can go on hours and hours, sometimes yep, yep. days and days. Uh, If you choose to just do a yes or a no answer without uh, embellishing it, without adding on to it, basically you turn it into uh, a situation, yes, no, or I'm not answering that.
1: That's what your lawyers always instruct you to do.
2: Right. So how is it that she will procure information because although he could be a danger in a deposition because he's got a mind of his own. A danger to himself. Uh, A danger to other people too? Yeah. Uh, How do you think that you go about handling this since this is so important also for the democratic party. She's trying to expose the, the former president and she will release this deposition. Oh, she better. They say, oh, no, no you know, deposition, uh, you got to keep that. No, Again, it's just, it like, the it just like the
1: information the FDA has. It's our information. Anything she creates is created for the people of the state well, of New we York. Well,
2: we see what happens with the Cuomo investigation. They're, everybody knows everything. I mean, we Chris, found out about look it the they, <laughs> Look at all the
1: people who are losing their jobs exactly. over this <laughs> guy. His so, brother, Jim Malatris, all these people losing their jobs.
2: So describe for me the aim of both sides since you're an attorney. You've got a phalanx of lawyers that right. the state has hired at our expense and you have a phalanx of trump lawyers who have to wonder if he's going to listen to them
1: well we want to find out what the trump crime organization that's here in new york city was doing frankly what were they up to they were scamming a lot of people who didn't have a lot of money what were they doing with it and quite frankly and here's my warning. I, I know that the Trumps listen to us three to five. I know that Eric and, and Don Jr., and maybe even Donald Trump has got us on the app
2: down. In, uh, well, in, they can always get us on the podcast. Yeah, I,
1: I know he listens to me because he always calls me out when I'm on TV, at least when he used to have Twitter. He's not on Twitter anymore. Um, but here's the thing he has to understand. You can't just blow off a subpoena in New York State. He has a lot of assets, and I would suggest that most of his wealth is right here in New York between Trump Tower and the other properties he has here, the golf courses. Um Those are all subject to seizure by the attorney general should he fail to show up for these depositions. She should seize those properties immediately. Not a, No long process. You don't got to go to Congress for it. She could just
2: do it by order. Good luck. Wait a second. So – before he even gets deposed or shows up for the deposition, or does it probably by Zoom or Skype or videocast, because they're probably not going to want to be in the same room, right? Uh, that the state preemptively should seize the uh, personal assets of the Trump, the, if the Trump corporation. If he fails
1: to cooperate and if he fails to show up on the day of his deposition, which all these guys are blowing off their depositions in Congress – which is ridiculous, I think Congress should use their inherent power and just arrest them and bring them in.
2: Right, but that's uh, that's a criminal action. Right. Uh, this is more of a civil action.
1: Still, you, you cannot blow off a subpoena even in a civil matter. And particularly in a civil matter, your assets could be seized as a result.
2: And then remember there's the lingering ongoing investigation by Cyrus White Shoes uh, Vance, who was out the doors of Three January weeks. 1st. Yeah. And his replacement, a Democratic Socialist of America, a justice warrior, he's licking his chops. Can't wait. I got to ask you, though, why is it we have such an overwhelming crime problem in New York City and New York State? New yeah. York State is not exempt. That both the attorney general and the uh, outgoing and now incoming Manhattan district attorney, their priority is just to get Donald Trump. because I mean, Don- that's the only thing they talk about. Donald Trump is the biggest
1: threat to this country that we've ever had in the history of this country. And he's a fraud from New York. And everybody who lives in New York, yourself included, we all knew he was a fraud. You knew he was a fraud. I knew he was a fraud. Everybody who works here at the station who's ever met him have come across him. We've all come across him in our times here in New York. We know who he is. And it's time for the rest of the world to know who he is.
2: So the biggest danger that America has ever had.
1: Yeah, biggest danger we've ever had. Is Donald Trump. More
2: dangerous than when Nikita Khrushchev could have pressed that button yeah, and yeah, set off Yeah. Yeah, cuz he a- never would cuz it would
1: have been mutually assured destruction. Donald Trump Trump has never had a consequence in his life. It's time for him to have some. He lost an election for the um, presidency of well, the United States. Well, tell him States. that. He doesn't think he did. Well, what That's is he why now? he's claiming executive privilege when he's sitting in Mar-a-Lago. But many He's sending out cards from the Winter White House. By the way, did you see that Christmas card? <laughs> you should see this Christmas card.
2: No, no, he, I'm not on this list. Yeah,
1: it's, it was all over media. It was all over social media. It was a, it, it's, it was. But you do realize that. He p- left Barron off it, by the way. He had all his other kids, but no Barron. I don't understand.
2: Many, many former presidents yes. have hidden behind executive privilege. Many Democrats no, have. No, no, you
1: don't get to hide behind executive privilege when you're a former president. You get to hide behind it when you're president. Well,
2: that has to be established now, right? Right. It's probably going to work its way to the United States. It's going to make it to the Supreme
1: Court probably in a couple of weeks because he he just lost a case unanimously on the DC Circuit. Uh, and there were Republican judges on that circuit. And, you know, they basically laughed it out of court. They're like, you're asking us to overrule the Congress. And the current president, there is no national security implication of what you're talking about here. Plus, they're investigating a crime. Crimes are never are never privileged in, a, in an attorney-client privilege situation or in a presidential privilege. The only time a criminal privilege might apply is if it's a husband-wife. All
2: right, but with uh, everything going on that we just described, Tish James, her deposition, uh, the incoming uh, district attorney of Manhattan, the most powerful district attorney in all of America, his continuation of Cyrus Vance's uh, investigation with this uh, case uh, working its way to the United yep. States Supreme Court. You do realize from a Democratic perspective, you just strengthened Donald Trump because now he's victimized more and more in the minds. Well, when of not he's only- convicted
1: and he can't run, I don't know how much we're strengthening him. I I think the world. Here's the problem. But is that is that the goal to convict him so
2: he can't run? Because the impeachment didn't do
1: that. No, you know. Here's the problem, and you make a good point. The problem with Donald Trump is that his supporters will not believe anything. No matter how much you put it in his face, they will not believe anything negative about Donald Trump. It's scary to me. It's cult-like. I've never seen anything like it in my life in politics. You show them a picture of this guy with Jeffrey Epstein. You show a video of him partying with Jeffrey Epstein. And they do not believe that he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. They somehow think that even though he was president, Donald Trump was president of the United States. He had a lackey in Bill Barr as the attorney general of the United States. Jeffrey Epstein was in a federal prison. Uh, They
2: want to say that Hillary Clinton killed him. Now, you say that this has never happened before. What about the cult of the Kennedys in Camelot? In fact, Kennedy had his own brother, Robert, as the attorney general who protected him and uh, himself. We will never know. Because John F. Kennedy didn't get reelected. Yeah, but the media had us believing that this was the age of Camelot. They knew what the Kennedys were up to. They knew how unscrupulous He's the Kennedys were. It's very different
1: than when people are showing you the truth about somebody. And maybe they weren't showing that. I, look, I wasn't alive during the Kennedy. Oh, no, that, that's your exemption. You right? were.
0: Yeah. So I only know what I, what I know
1: about Kennedy I've read about. Okay. So and and he seemed like a pretty good guy to me, but that's how the media covered him. But what's different here is if I showed you something incredibly negative about John F. Kennedy, I gave you facts and figures and photographs and video, you'd probably believe it. I, I People don't believe when you show –
2: Trump supporters
1: do Chris, not believe the Chris, truth
2: about the Chris man. Kennedy supporters. Let me take you back to another Kennedy. Ted Kennedy, Chappaquiddick, right? Yeah. Swam across after ditching her uh, in that lake. Yeah. Uh, and then the fake, phony, fraudulent <laughs> excuse – and Horrible, the, and the Kennedy people, meaning Horrible. the supporters of Kennedy, not only believed it. He challenged Jimmy Carter. Remember in the Democratic primary, he didn't win. But if he hadn't fumbled and stumbled through let that, me exp- he would. Let have. me
1: explain something to you. Donald Trump could get convicted here in New York. There could be video evidence. There could be like his right-hand man can testify about what this guy did to uh, defraud people here Cohen. in New York. Not even Cohen. No, I'm talking about like his his accountant, like the, the other guy. He could he could uh, his chief financial officer can testify against him and, and and lay out in devastating detail what he did in here in New York. And if he ran in the Republican primary, he would
2: win the Republican primary. Well, that's what primaries are for, aren't they? Yeah. That's why Ted Kennedy got into a Democratic primary against a sitting Democratic president Tried to mess him up, him, but only because he stumbled and bumbled. If he had it, been the traditional Ted Kennedy, he would have beaten Jimmy Carter. In the primer. Absolutely. Who
1: knows? Who knows? Who knows? I gotta
2: figure out. I gotta break
1: here. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Curtis and Chris with you till five o'clock. Then Curtis will come back nine to one. Oh,
2: after I bum rush Joe Piscopo at his birthday celebration for Frank Sinatra, you gotta listen to the two hours, six to eight, and you gotta watch it on WABC radio and know that at some point I'm gonna be like, uh, um, popping up. Like uh like the weasel. Yeah. Jack goes the
1: weasel. There you go. one 800 848 9222 one 800
0: 848 wabc It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's Heavyweight King Curtis Lewa in the left corner. The aggressive progressive. Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. one 800 848
1: 9222 That's one 800 Eight four eight W A B C. If you want to be part of the national conversation, let's go to the phones, Curtis. What do you say? Let's Absolutely. go to. Absolutely. Let's go to Ar- Arnold in Brooklyn. Arnold, how you doing? Well, not bad, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful day in New York.
2: I've had better days. <laughs> Hitting the ball pretty good. Um, it was asserted, which I always understood, that the uh, former president cannot uh, um, cannot assert executive privilege. However, one of the broadcasters on this station
3: says that the much-sainted President Barack Obama, upon entry to office, signed an executive order, which is still in effect, that even former presidents are entitled to executive privilege.
1: Yeah, I don't believe that. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's correct, frankly. Well, that's why... It's... And even, by the way, even if it is correct, an executive order is not necessarily legit either.
2: Right, but Arnold, that's why when the United States Supreme Court will end up hearing this case... They will make a determination on this because it will affect future presidents. Uh, it can have no impact on previous presidents. So. And, and and Joe Biden reviewed the documents that they wanted to exert
1: privilege over and said, no, executive privilege does not apply here. So I don't think the former president gets to overrule the current president in any situation. Now, no, hold
2: on. So. Uh, Joe Biden, who is uh, a vicious adversary of Trump, as Trump is a vicious adversary of him, Got a chance to review and said, "No, no, it's not covered by executive." What did you expect him to say? Elections have
1: consequences, Curtis. <laughs> yeah, we he's will unbiased. not be we will not be naming renaming the
2: 59th Street uh, Bridge the a, Guardian
1: Angels Memorial Bridge. President
2: Joe Biden, legal scholar, independent and autonomous, gave his review of the uh, request of executive pr- uh, protection by the uh, former president Donald Trump, and he now, said, "It's it, it doesn't." There cover are this. no
1: national security implications of these requests one 800
2: 848
1: one 848 wabc Matt out on Long Island Matt
3: yeah hi can you hear me I can hear you yeah this is for Chris you know I remember last year driving in the car by the way I voted for President Trump twice and I'm actually getting ready to vote for a third time good luck and I just wanted to let I just want to let you know can you hear me yeah I uh, know uh, yeah I can hear you
1: right. last, last <laughs> year, you know last phone year, technology was- has come a long way Matt I don't know where on Long Island you are, but the phone is working fine. Go ahead. what's your point? Okay. All right. Well,
3: Chris, last year I heard you going off about how uh, uh, Trump's got blood on his hands and all the people that died from coronavirus. Yeah. You want to know something? What more people have died under the Biden
1: administration than the Trump? Yeah, administration. and it's still Trump's fault. One 848 WABC. people who are dying or people who won't get vaccinated. The people who are not getting vaccinated are listening to this right-wing echo whoa, 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 whoa. chamber that wants
2: to keep them sick. The, Trust me, the vaccines were pushed through by Donald Trump. I, I said to you this before,
1: Curtis. If it would get these idiots to take the vaccine, do you? Uh, I would. I would name it the Trump vaccine. Just get a little prick in your arm. To remind you of the little prick that was president.
2: Right. But when I look at, let's say, celebrities, infamous people who have chosen not to get the vaccine, like Kylie here with the uh, New York Nets. Yeah, get get vaccinated, Doesn't strike me as a big Trumper. In fact, there are blacks and Hispanics for a variety of reasons who would never have voted for Donald Trump, who continue to insist that they don't want the vaccine. There's a wide number of different kind of people who have decided not to be vaccinated. The misinformation
1: that is circulating today started under Donald Trump and sometimes by Donald Trump. The uh, what was that? uh, Hydrochloroquine and uh, evermectin or whatever that uh, horsey
2: wormer is. All of these kind of miracle cures that started under Donald Trump. So who is the president now? It's Joe Biden. Who's in charge of the FDA? Joe Biden. Why doesn't he order the FDA to release the studies? Uh so I, that- I
1: am I am joining hands with you, although I don't want to touch those clammy old hands of yours. <laughs> I'm joining hands with you right now in calling on Joe Biden and Dr. To Fauci. Release, and, and Dr. Dr. Fauci. Fauci and whoever runs the FDA whose name escapes me at the moment to release all of the information that you have now, uh, right now.
2: Not 50 years from I now. I want
1: it out by the end of this broadcast.
2: We will find out who the... Uh Illegal aliens in Roswell. Illegal yeah, they are illegal aliens because if they're coming from another planet. They, I'm
1: sure they didn't stop and and do the immigration form exactly. on their so way from
2: Mars. We'll find out who they are in Roswell, New Mexico I mean, before we'll get the FTA reports on the vaccine. Board,
1: like I know Trump wanted to build a wall on the southern border that, you know, you could easily get over with a ladder or a rope. Uh, but did he want to build a wall between us and space? Like, was that something? I, is that the next thing? Is that why he created Space Force?
2: Well, actually, Space Force—it's already out there. It's called space junk. It's revolving around <laughs> the world. It's all the former satellites that no longer operate. There's space junk out there—it's going to build its own wall eventually.
1: One One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Gary in Asbury Park, Gary.
3: Hello, how are you? I'm doing okay.
1: I think now, Curtis is I- banned from Asbury Park, too. He's got a problem in Jersey. There's something. They don't like him in <laughs> what, Jersey.
3: Oh, that's not true. We, <laughs> we, li- we like people of all all persuasions. The reason I'm calling is, uh, earlier you were talking about uh, Trump. If Trump fails to show up for a deposition, uh, the attorney general should throw the book at him, including by seizing his properties. Uh, I want you to know that I'm I'm anyone would call me a liberal. I'm a Democrat. I voted for Biden. But you're decrying putting out misinformation. And I share your concerns about misinformation. I don't know where you get this concept that because somebody fails to show for a deposition that the opposing party can seize his property. I've been an attorney for 38 years. That The state could the,
1: the seize your property. In this situation, the, the, the attorney general has broad power to make people comply with depositions.
3: That. That's misinformation. If somebody fails up for a deposition, the, the other side has to go to court, get an order to compel. Then the judge uses an order to compel. If the person still defies the subpoena, the person gets held in contempt. There's, there's no provision in the law that says if somebody doesn't show up for deposition, the other side can take your property. That's really well. Oh, they can try you
1: in abstentia and take your property if you don't show up. That's the way it works. Uh, see, I've done no, it.
3: A, a deposition is not a trial. No, 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 no. I'm a sorry. Deposition. If you
1: don't show up, if the attorney general brings charges against you, which I, looks like she is, orders you to show up, you don't show up, they have a trial without you in New York. You know, This isn't yeah, know, like Congress know. where they're just going to go on and say, so, oh, we didn't get it.
2: So if I am correct on this – uh, they would be treating Donald Trump, the former president, like a drug dealer, where you seize their assets. Yes, yeah, they should treat him. is like, a crime boss. Treat him like a crime boss. So ahead of any legal proceedings if, in fact, in, your, in this case, he does not cooperate with the deposition with Tish James. I think that
1: the Trump organization has been mishandling the way it – treat mistreating many people. I'm not talking about when he was president. I'm talking about the, the, the company he has here. Uh, they mishandled their charitable foundation. They mishandled their real estate portfolio. They've been just skirting the rules for years. That is akin to a criminal enterprise, and
2: they should be treated all like that. All right, so. question here. Uh,
1: and if by the way, if they're not, they should cooperate and they should clear it all up.
2: Does Tish James put aside her humongous ego and just allow her staff attorney's to do the questioning in the deposition. I believe
1: she would let her staff, she would let her staff attorneys do the questioning. And Don't bet on that. Well, that's what she did with
2: Cuomo. No, but this ain't Cuomo. This is Donald Trump. Well, I, remember, Cuomo was one of her own. She wouldn't be where she is now without Cuomo being her Medici, her supporter, her benefactor. This is a tribal political war.
1: (laughs) I like the the reference to the Medici family. Yes, yes. I mean, it's like you try to act like you're this dumb guy, and then you throw out the (laughs) Medici. Just for the record, anybody keeping score at home, (laughs) look up who the Medici's are, and then go to Florence because they've got a museum that used to be their house. It's something else. But
2: think about that. (laughs) This is a woman that obviously wants future opportunities politically. She decided not to run for governor because yep. the deck was stacked against her with Hochul getting such a fast pace on fundraising. Yeah, Tish has out. never been known as a good fundraiser. It's not her thing. Okay, but she has, like all politicians, future aspirations. If she is the lead inquisitor in the deposition, doesn't mean she's alone, she has staff members, but once it known that she is the person who was on that video conference right, and was asking questions of the former president. That, she thinks, I think, uh notches on her belt.
1: Yeah, but, you know, right now she's running for re-election for attorney general. There's no sign that oh, Schumer wow. or Gillibrand gonna are gonna be in the tough, Senate. going be
2: tough re-election. No, I mean, here. but,
1: like, where? where you, you, I hear your point is yeah. what I'm saying. I don't see where she goes from here unless, you know, Kirsten Gillibrand just decides not to run
2: again. Oh, that's a potential. There are other potentials if uh, the Democrats happen to win the uh, White House the next time around. Which they will. Uh, you think? I think, yeah. Uh, right now the over on the point spread is not so sure. Yeah, it's three years away. Not so sure. I don't
1: think we're winning the midterms, and I'm being, you know, completely frank. I think we're. You think lose the you midterms. lose the Senate? No, I don't think we lose the Senate. I think the Supreme Court's going to help us win the Senate with this abortion ban. <laughs> I don't think you're going to. You can't gerrymander a state. Uh, you can gerrymander a congressional district, and the Republicans Boy, are really Boy, you're lighting
2: good at it. a lot of candles out there, I'm, aren't you? We're keeping
1: the Senate. We're losing the House, and we're going to get the White House again in oh, 2024. Okay. All right. President judge. That, 1 800
2: 848
1: 9222 1 800 848 take paternity leave, President?
0: It's the left Versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king, Curtis Lewa, in the left corner. The aggressive, progressive, Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. On New York's news and talk station, 77 WABC. 1-800-848-9222.
1: That's 1-800-848-WABC. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa with you until 5. Chris,
2: you do know there are... Ramifications for your diatribes against uh, the former president Donald Trump. Yeah, they're going to uh, call
1: Bernie and Sid. They're going to call
2: uh, you know our, Rudy. Avid our avid Our <laughs> avid listeners will be writing you out, eating the Parmesan cheese hey, the hey, rest of the week.
1: Hey, listeners, when you call Rudy, remind him I'm the guy in that video with him. Just remind him it, it always cheers him hey, up. Hey, that's Michael <laughs> Combotich. Yeah, Combotich. One 9222 Mary in Cornwall, Mary. Hi, Mr. Han. Hi just wanted- Mary. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay. Um
3: my I've had I will I will try to be nice. Please. But let's talk about Hillary Clinton's crooked Oh
1: oh wait, 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 wait. You think you're calling the Greg Kelly show or uh, or or Rudy's show or any of the other shows. That are on this station, really, except for mine. I don't talk about the Clintons because oh, wait.
2: they're not relevant. Yes. Yes, Hillary is. She no finally thing. gave her yes. concession
1: I, speech. I, I thought that she just played, you know, uh, you ought to know by, uh, by Yeah, by I mean, Have you ever
2: heard anything like that before? A <laughs> concession speech how many years later? And then she thought the whole world would stop to want to pay attention and listen. Well, it was actually, she's
1: doing this thing called a master class. And I guess that's a way to get people to subscribe to the master class. Pretty good idea.
2: Or oh, is it a way to come to grips with yourself? There was Hillary at Jacob Javits Center. You didn't go. I didn't go. For the victory celebration. In a fetal position. She couldn't understand she yep. lost. Donald Trump couldn't understand how he won. But the <laughs> fact was she didn't give a concession speech then or days later. Nothing. What? More than how many years later she gives a concession speech?
1: Ten years later? I guess there's a market for it. I mean,
2: I don't know. I don't think so. Right.
1: I, next- I, I want to know, you and I got to look this up. Yes. Maybe get one of our crack researchers here at WABC to look it up for us. Uh, how many people subscribe to that, for that speech? I want to, I want to find out. God.
2: And who the hell cares about a concession speech close to ten years later? I got to tell you this. I knew right away, uh, at the beginning of the night of my, uh, lost election to Eric Adams, Get out there, do your concession yeah. speech. Get off the stage because then they. Nancy just whispered go to the in yours and said,
1: "Hey, uh, you got one minute, and then they're going to go <laughs> to Adams' headquarters. So you better get out there,
2: quick, quick." Now, now I will give props though to her husband Bill that I never give props to, in realizing this coalition that came together to once again raise the debt and the deficit for eleven weeks, only to have to do the same thing again after eleven weeks. Signed by President Joe Biden. The one thing you cannot say about Bill Clinton as president, he did not leave uh, an no. economic an economic situation that our children and the children's children would have to pay to for. to
1: pay down the debt while he was in office. One 9222 Chris in Deer
3: Park. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, um, listen, I, I'm hearing you, bash Trump, that he should be in jail. He should, and, and in that kind of way. But listen. I'm, I'm I'm 50 years old. I grew up in the ghetto, like Curtis was. He's I knew of him in in the Bronx and all. Trump has done more for America and the American people and the American worker than any president.
1: I he didn't create a wrong. single job when he was president. There was not a single job created under Donald Trump. He was the first president since we have been tracking job growth as presidents to. Have fewer jobs when he left office than when he started office. Just let's be clear here. Now, he told you that this virus would go away by Easter. Well, what Easter is he talking about? Easter of 2029?
2: Uh, Chris, what about the average wage of a worker in America? It actually went up. The for average the first wage plot. of a worker
1: went up after he left office. Oh, after, not yeah. during. Yeah, not during. Well, well it's up I, now. It, it's incredible yeah. how you people uh, didn't have jobs. Your analytics. He well, uh, he left office with 11.5 percent unemployment. Mm. It's at four and a half percent today.
2: I see, and it's all because of President Joe Biden. Well, as we always say.
1: It's not because of any of them, <laughs> but they all take credit for it. So we might as well give credit to hey, Joe Biden. Hey, at
2: least I'm being honest. Hey, you with can't the wait here. for the illegals to come across. So there's no again, unemployment. Like, again, underlay, again, underlay, we're underlay. all talking about. It. Everybody's complaining. I can't
1: even get a seat at my favorite restaurant
2: because they don't have enough waiters. Well, there's like a million people that would kill for that job right now. Let them in. So Jose and Sophia, who are waiting there at no, the border, just sh- give them a shot and let them in. Yes,
1: give them a shot in the arm. Put the microchip in them. You know where they are. You're good to go.
2: <laughs> Do you think your liberal friends uh Like that would... I'm joking about the microchip in the That's arm? That's right. You would Probably support not. That? No. <laughs> and, you know, there are many of our – By the way, for someone
1: – I put a microchip in my dog today. Oh. Okay? It cost oh. me $300. $300? 300, $300. So you think we're giving away microchips for free? Just think about <laughs> it. Go get your dog or cat chipped. Find out how much it costs. And you tell me if we're giving it away for free to everybody in America because we're not.
2: Now – You know there are some of our listeners out there who feel we're already chipped.
1: We're not. Trust me. Another thing I want to say to most of our listeners out there that think that they're chipped, you're not that interesting. Nobody really cares where you are, and if they wanted to know, they just look at your phone. They look at your Facebook account, and they—you told them where you are. Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait. Yeah, that's right. You know they were at IHOP this right. morning, yeah. having flapjacks. Right. You know they were at Denny's this you're, afternoon. You're not
1: nobody's tracking to see what you ate when you were at Denny's. We look at you; we could tell it wasn't they good for you. Had the Grand Slam, <laughs> right? Right. Nobody cares about you enough to track you.
2: What they don't want to track me, and I'm famous. Oh, but according to you, if Barr was still the attorney general, you'd be on the enemy's list. They'd be tracking you, right, Chris? Man,
1: I was on the enemy's list, and they weren't tracking me. And there were no ramifications. They were not tracking me. He literally called me an enemy on the radio to Rush
2: Limbaugh. Uh, He tweeted about me. That was to your benefit, right? Oh, it was great. It was the opening
1: of my show when I had my own show here. So here it is. You're acting like it was
2: Joe McCarthy. Oh, I was. Why do you
1: think I'm famous now? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That and Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Right, right. My
2: Kumbara cheats. Right. So you should be thankful to former President Donald Trump and to my Kumbara cheats, Rudy Giuliani. Well, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani... Elevating you. Elevating
1: you. Rudy Giuliani should be thankful to me. We're just showing the world that he really shouldn't be involved with any of this stuff. That's why he's not getting dragged into court right now. Chris Hunt,
2: you are so delusional. (laughs) You are the definition of a narcissistic complex. There are two people here at WABC.
1: Who are narcissistic, me and
2: you. No. (laughs) You and Sid Rosenberg. The two bald guys. That's right.
1: I think you're bald, but I've never seen you without a hat on. That's why I always
2: have my beret (laughs) on. Uh, Show and tell. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) the
1: two bald guys are the narcissists. But just
2: think about it. You and Sid Rosenberg, although you disagree politically, you do share that I and me trait. <laughs> it's all about me.
1: Well, that's radio, baby. We learned from the best. Howard, one 800 God, I love doing this show with you, Curtis. I hope America's enjoying it.
2: Yes, and remember, I'll be bum-rushing the Joe Piscopo birthday tribute to Frank Sinatra that you'll hear from 6 to 8, and you can watch on wabcradio.tv. And then I come back to tell you what it was like if you didn't have a chance to listen to it or to watch. See you next Sunday.